Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I am going to talk about one particular spiritual law that is written in the Bible and how to stand on that and then share a personal testimony that relates to it. So there are a lot of spiritual laws written into the Bible. I'm not going to go into an exhaustive list in this episode, but one example would be the law of sowing and reaping. That's not what I'm sharing about today. Today, I am sharing about a specific verse that is a law in the Bible also, and that is Proverbs 6.31 that says, If the thief is caught, he must repay sevenfold what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. So if something has been stolen from you, you can stand on the word of God, Proverbs 6.31, because it says that if the thief is caught, the thief must repay sevenfold. Well, here's the thing. If you know that it has been stolen, then we can say that the thief is the enemy and you have caught the thief and you call in that sevenfold restoration. So what would that look like in playing it out in an actual situation. This is where my testimony comes in. I'm just going to use this to kind of illustrate how you would do this. So we know that that's written in God's word. It's a promise. It's a law. That is part of the law that if the thief is caught, he must repay sevenfold. So, okay, this is a law written in the Bible. This is a truth, a promise from God. So we can stand on that and stand on that word. And we can decree it and declare it. So this came up in my own life almost two years ago now, not quite two years, but pretty close. I had gotten into an investment with a business partner. We had bought a house down in Pensacola, Florida to do an Airbnb property. And we were really excited about the possibility of this because doing Airbnb can be very lucrative. And neither of us could have done this on our own, but as business partners, we could, which was great. So we'd entered into this investment, and almost as soon as we got this house, one thing after another after another started happening. And, you know, we initially thought it'd be better to have a house than a condo because fewer rules. But looking back, or now, I should say, that I have learned better kind of how hard it is to manage things from a distance. We definitely would have been better off with a condo that had some more management stuff just built in automatically. But anyway, we had one challenge after another. When we first got the house, before we started renting it, we were in the process of redoing a few things at the house and getting it ready for renters. And during that process, there was actually a break-in, a literal break-in. And they didn't steal anything, interestingly, because there were even TVs sitting in boxes that they didn't take. But they broke a window and vandalized the house. They just tracked dirt and they broke the window and they broke in. And it felt very personal and strange. So we had to deal with that. 
And then it was just one thing after another. We had guests come that decided that they shouldn't have to pay. So they kind of trashed the house and then tried to tell the management company that the house wasn't working for them for different reasons. So it was just one thing after another, just totally crazy stuff. At one point, the brand new HVAC, literally brand new, it was totally replaced before we bought the house, went out and the people that were staying didn't have heat or air for a night. I mean, it was just crazy stuff, y'all. It was one thing after another, stuff that really didn't make sense. It was very clearly an attack on us financially around this house. You know, it was an attack on our time because it took time and energy and effort to deal with all of these things. But it also was a financial burden. It was stealing from us and siphoning money financially. So we kept thinking that things would get better. It would just settle. We would get used to it. But really, it was still just one thing after another. And then it was better for a little while. And then it was another thing. And we finally just decided, you know what? We just need to sell this house. Because this is not a good thing. Things keep happening. We're not making a return on this. If anything, it's a liability right now. So we put the house on the market. And thankfully for us, the market in less than a year had gone up quite a bit of money. So we were looking to gain money, even with the expenses of closing and everything. We were still going to make some money. So we get an offer on the house. I can't remember if it was a full price offer or if it was actually just over asking, but it was a great offer on the house. We accepted it and we start moving forward with this offer. Now, keep in mind, when we bought this house, we had an inspection done also, and the inspector found nothing wrong with the foundation. Well, in the process of going through this closing, their inspector found that the entire foundation was completely rotting out and it was useless and the entire foundation of the house needed to be replaced. So we're talking, okay, maybe not the entire foundation, but all of the support beams in the house needed to be replaced, which meant that the house needed to be jacked up Every support beam needed to be replaced, and then it needed to be put back on the bricks for the foundation. It was crazy. So that was a chunk of money out of the closing that we were supposed to have in pocket that we ended up not getting. Now, thankfully, we found a company that did it very reasonably, so it ended up not being as much as expected. I can't remember the exact amount, so I'm going to give you an estimate of about 10000 Okay, so... There was that. But we were still going to net about $24,000 on this house, which was a relief to us because we'd honestly pretty much lost money on the house every month. And we had poured money into the house to get it ready for renters. So we were just grateful that we would each make about $12,000, which would be pretty much breaking even with maybe a couple of thousand dollars in pocket, okay? Like, really, we had poured a lot of money into this. And I might not be right on all of these numbers. I'm really just estimating. But we were supposed to make about 12000 So fast forward. Now, again, when we bought the house, we had had an appraisal done. And the appraiser counted it as a remodeled house because it was. And we actually did even more remodeling after we bought it. We made it nicer. So she had counted it as a remodeled house and done all the comps. So we get a different appraiser. The appraiser comes through to appraise it for the buyer. And the appraiser 
classifies the house wrong. It's It was almost like they didn't even go into the house. The appraiser classified the house as its original condition from the 50s without any remodels ever. Now, this house had been totally redone. The plumbing was entirely redone. The electrical was entirely redone. And the interior of the house was remodeled. Brand new kitchen, brand new bathrooms, the whole thing. The only thing original was part of the original wood flooring. But there was new flooring in other places, too. I mean, it had been completely remodeled. So the appraiser lied on the appraisal and claimed that it had not been updated at all. And because of the classification of the appraisal, it meant that every comp got adjusted to the house as if it had never been remodeled or worked on. So he took about dollars $40,000 of value, something like that, off of the house, which meant that the offer that we had on the house was more than he appraised the value of the house, which meant we could not close on the house with the appropriate offer that shouldn't have had any trouble appraising. In fact, if anything, we priced it lower than we could have. But even so, we couldn't close at that price unless the buyer chose to come in with thirty-five dollars or $40,000 in cash extra. But the buyer couldn't do that. The buyer did, however, agree to come up another $10,000, something like that, to cover that difference, but they couldn't cover the rest. So we ended up closing and being shorted on our entire gain. And actually, when all was said and done, we paid a little more money than we got on the back end. So we kind of sort of broke even. But when all was said and done, we actually, I think, spent a thousand or two thousand extra on the closing than what we should have. So we didn't technically break even, not to mention the money that we had put into the house. Now, here comes the key. I know Proverbs 631. I know this law of God that says, if the thief is caught, he must repay sevenfold what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. So this was the choice that I made. Instead of getting angry, instead of getting bitter, I was not going to let this upset me because I know that I serve a good God. A good God that works all things together for my good because I love him. And I know what his word says about thieves. Well, the thief was at work in regards to that house. We had an inspector that had lied on the initial inspection and not caught a major issue. We had people try to steal from us during the time that we owned the house. We had a break-in. And then we had an appraiser blatantly lie about the condition of the house and give us an improper appraisal before closing. So we had had whole chunks of money stolen from us by thieves and liars. But God's word says that if the thief is caught, he must repay sevenfold. Well, we saw the thief. That thief had been caught. We knew what the thief had done. So instead of getting angry and instead of getting bitter, 
I decreed the word of the Lord. I said, Lord, this hurts right now. And right now it feels like a loss. But this is the work of the thief. And I know that it says in your word that when the thief is caught, he must repay sevenfold. Well, the thief has been caught. The thief has been exposed. So God, I expect a sevenfold repayment. I expect sevenfold recompense. And I expect sevenfold restoration of every penny that was taken from me in regards to this house. The thief has been caught. So I stood on that word and I spoke it out and I said that to the Lord and then I thanked him that he would make sure that I was repaid sevenfold. Now fast forward. That was my choice. I released it otherwise. I chose to not be bitter. I chose to not be angry. I chose to believe God at his word and decree his law. Now, that was almost two years ago. I want to say about a year and a half now, I think, when we had that closing. So fast forward. January of this year, 2024, comes. And I get something in the mail from the mortgage company that I had had the mortgage for that house down in Florida for. Now, the mortgage was only in my name, not my business partner's name. So anything to do with the mortgage I paid, I dealt with. So I get a letter from that mortgage company. Now, keep in mind all of the taxes and things that I had put in ahead, that had all been dealt with at closing or right afterwards. And I had not had any contact with this mortgage company for a very long time. The last contact I had was them telling us that some of their information had been compromised and legally they were required to just let everyone know that they had worked with. So I'm like, what on earth could this be? Why would this company be contacting me? So I open up this envelope, and the first part of it is a letter, but it's short, and it says something along the lines of, we could not accept payment for this account. Please see enclosed check. Now, I don't think those were the exact words, but it was something like that. And then it said, reason, other. So the reason that they could not accept payment on the account was an unknown reason. Now, I knew why, because we don't have an account there. I don't have an account with this mortgage company anymore, right? I have no account there. The account has been closed for about a year and a half when we sold that house. It was paid off. It was all dealt with. Nothing has been sent to that account (laughs) from me. And It's been closed. So, of course, they can't accept payment for an account that doesn't exist, right? So, I keep flipping through these papers, and lo and behold, there is a check attached that is supposed to be a returned check to me. Interesting, huh? Now, let me just be clear I did not send them any money after closing, and anything that was overpaid because I had paid them ahead or closing came and it was mid-month had already been paid back to me. So this was not that. I had a check in my name from that house and that old account for $1,753. Now, is that the full sevenfold restoration? No, not yet. But is that God repaying me in at least a first payment? 
on that sevenfold recompense, oh yeah, you better believe it. Because that check, the only explanation is God. There's another verse in the Bible that says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. And all I can figure is that the thief had to have paid something towards my account thinking it was their own. And somehow, you know, that came to my account, which couldn't be accepted there, and it was sent to me. So you know that God did that. The wealth of the wicked was laid up for me because the thief has been caught and must repay sevenfold. So in January, I got a good-sized check for my first installment of repayment that God has ensured me in his word. Because when the thief is caught, the thief must repay sevenfold. Well, sometimes a thief can't pay back everything right away because they don't have the money. But that first installment check was sent for $1,753. Thank you, Jesus. And it was right on time for me for the provision that I needed in that moment. So there are laws in the word of God that we can stand on and decree and believe in. And when we act in accordance with those words and believe in the goodness of God, he does what he said he will do. It's a law. And God is a God of his word. He cannot lie. So I hope that this testimony and share blessed you today. And I encourage you, if there are areas in your life where you can say, wait, I've been stolen from. I want some of that. Well, guess what? I'm not special in this way. This doesn't just apply to me. This word applies to you too. So get excited with me and do the same for yourself and say, God, it says in your word that when the thief is caught, he must repay sevenfold, even if he has to sell everything in his house. In this area, the thief stole from me. So I call in the sevenfold restoration, and I thank you, God, that you will restore all of this to me sevenfold in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Pick every area in your life where the thief has tried to steal from you and call it back sevenfold. The word of God works and the laws of God are true. I hope this encouraged you. Have a blessed day and a blessed week, and I will talk to you next week. Where do you begin?